Gentlemen, we went over the rules in the dressing room. I want to caution you to keep this fight clean at all times, and what I say you must obey. Live from the WKOM studio in downtown Columbia, it's time to wake up and get woke. It's three dudes with a view. Let's get it all! All right, welcome to Tuesday, Three Dudes with a View. We are in sunny downtown Columbia, Tennessee. The weather's going to warm up, I think. Uh, saw the price of gas this morning. It ranged from like two seventy nine down to two fifty. What did you see, Clay? I saw two seventy, um, but that was come, we come through the same area. Yeah, I filled up yesterday for two fifty three. Two fifty three. Yeah, the quick the, sack out on uh, Carmack. The one right across from Loyal Chapel is always the cheapest in town. Yeah, that yeah. one and one on Hatcher Lane. They're always twenty cents less than anybody else. I don't understand how, but they are. Yeah. Yep. Yep. You're right. All right. My name is Del Kennedy. I'm dude number three. Dude number two, Clayton Harris. Good morning. Good morning, Del. Good morning, everybody. Dude number one, Mr. Jim York. Good morning. Good morning, Del. Good morning, everybody. Good morning. All right. Regulars. Special guest dude, native son, favorite son of Columbia, 1977 graduate, Columbia Central High School, Ron Hart. Good morning. Good morning, everybody. And Jerry Bridenbaugh, who is a member of the Murray County Commission and also chair of the Murray County Republican Party. Good morning, Jerry. Good morning, Murray County. There we go. All right, folks. I I was talking to Jerry before the show. The uh, you, you were in two or three committee meetings last night with the commission, right, we, Jerry? We had, we had three committee meetings and, and – Oh, sorry. Um, we had three committee meetings and uh, were privileged to be in the Tom Prim meeting room for five hours. Okay. Last night. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> what did I, I'm going to issue sort of a call to arms here for uh, preservationists here, historic preservationists here in Murray County, because uh, there were discussions and apparently somewhat of a consensus, although I understand no formal vote. Just Correct. A, just casual discussions. Right as to what the commission would like to see done with the existing Murray County Courthouse. And, folks, uh, for those of you who don't know, uh, the Murray County Courthouse was uh, designed by J.E.R. Carpenter, who went was grew up in Columbia, designed the Murray County Courthouse and designed the Memorial Building, two really striking structures. And then went on to international fame. He moved to New York and designed many structures there uh, and is still an architect of uh, historic uh, historic note. And he grew up right here in Columbia, Tennessee, and designed two very significant buildings before he left uh, to go on to bigger and better things. Now, what, what are the, but you said, Jerry, just, and I understand these are just casual conversations. Right. So there's no vote been taken, but there did seem to be a consensus emerge among the commissioners so, what, as to the use of the Murray County Courthouse. What, what, what was that? The, the idea that's been presented and generally accepted by everybody that was there no major changes um although i will preface it to say that several of the commissioners made the comment that they do want um public response and public opinion um from other commissioners from constituents of ideas on what to do but right now the if you want to call it the basic foundation is to use the first floor as a museum convert it into a 
a, a, a county museum for the history of Murray County. Uh, we don't have a building like that. We've got the archives for documents, but not physical exhibits. Um, and then the second floor to be used for the mayor's office, uh, for the grand jury room, which is going to remain in the courthouse. It doesn't move to the judicial center. Um, and for a meeting room for the county commission. Um, the idea, and I quote, idea was thrown out that if the school board wanted to meet there, they could do that as well. So we'd have one central location for both school board and commission. That's kind of like a, a generic invitation, but it would definitely be the new meeting room for the county commissioners. Uh, mayor's office would also be on the second floor. And then um, I, I think Eric and, and and I was approached several months ago by one of the judges as well, just in a conversation at courthouse. And the idea was presented, you know, we've got our circuit judges spread all over town all over the square area each one of them has its own in his own individual office his or her own individual office with a secretary and and not a lot of people know even where they are and to take the third floor and convert that into offices for all five circuit judges so they'd all be in the same place which there's all kind of advantages to that in my mind as far as uh, the legal perspective of is, is concerned so stacking it would be museum on the first floor mayor's office, grand jury room, meeting room on the second floor, and judges' offices on the third floor. Um, we put out uh, a, something called an RFQ, which when I say that, a lot of people is going to think request for quote. That's not what it is. It's a request for qualifications. And basically, it's a request for architects and designers to submit resumes, if you will. This is what we've done in the past. This is what we can do for you in designing, you know, the interior of the courthouse. These may be some of our ideas that we've already had. Present that, and then if we so choose, we can then select one of those or put it out for bid to actually give us drawings and, and architectural designs for what we want to do with the courthouse. So it, it was more or less just a starting point to figure out, you know, because none of us are architects. We, like I told you earlier, I can look at it and I just can't envision anything i'm not that creative it's not the way i think uh but there are people that do and so that's what we've asked and then of course the general public um is welcome to make comments to their commissioners or to the murray county historical society of what they would like to see and then we want to take all that and have a building that will be a a attraction for tourism for folks locally to come in and learn about murray county we envision it somebody made the comment um you know, if it's a museum and with the people that we get downtown on first Fridays now every month, it's a drawing point for that. Um, so it, it is, I think it's important. Um, the county I grew up in had a county museum and, and school children would go there, public would go there and they would learn about the history of our county. And it went back to, you know, into the 1700s when the Northwest Territory was first established. So it is important to do that, I think. And I think regardless of what we may do with the second and third floors, I my personal opinion is that it is, a, it is really important to use that space as a, as a museum uh, for the general public to learn about Murray County. Well, Jerry, I'll tell you, my, my earliest memories of the Murray County Courthouse were, of course, my dad was a practicing lawyer. And he took me down there to trials in, in the present courtroom, uh, you know, when I was I was born in 56, so 66, maybe I was 10 years old, 8, 9, 10 years old. And the courthouse at that time, my earliest memories of it are as it is, as it is now. Right. Now, but the old lawyers used to talk about 
it again, this is a historically significant structure. This is not just any old turn-of-the-century county courthouse. It's designed by an internationally famed architect. Uh, the original design was an open rotunda mm-hmm. all the way up from the ground floor uh, to the top, three floors of open rotunda. And sometime in the late six or early 60s, I think, when which was an era that a lot of people can remember where you know people just said well a whole lot of historic buildings got trashed or torn down because right. people just said oh that thing's old we need to build something modern you know and that's just the way it was in the 60s and into the 70s until people started to appreciate their historic architecture one more time but the old lawyers used to talk about the old the courtroom as originally built and you had the open rotunda all the way to the top, and then they described a two-story courtroom uh, with balconies. And where the existing courtroom is, I think, but again, a two-story courtroom with balcony seating, uh, and they used to just describe it as magnificent, mm-hmm. absolutely magnificent. So in, in the early 60s, Murray County was not very wealthy. We were really poor in the late 50s and 60s, and so they just... they. They closed the rotunda. They put a floor in on the second floor. They put a floor in on the third floor and closed the uh, rotunda all the way to the top and built our existing uh, one-story courtroom, which is functional, but certainly not anything to write home about in architectural terms. You would agree with the Yeah, magnificently agree with that. Yeah. Uh, So I'm issuing a a call to arms here to all folks who are interested in the historic architecture of the county historic preservation uh you know who you are it's time to get out there and demand that the murray county courthouse get restored to its original form as j.e.r carpenter designed Mm -hmm. it now the use uh i don't know where that puts you certainly the way that old courtroom was described it would make a astoundingly beautiful meeting room for the murray county commission and the murray county uh school board as the case may be it would be uh it would be magnificent i'm and i'm going to call on tom price and joanne mcclellan here to find us some pictures i've never even seen any pictures you were thinking the same thing i was i was thinking tom has got to have some artifacts or some some photographs or some type of uh, artwork that would show us what the inside it sounds magnificent um, i mean the, the, the a, folks who described it daddy described being in a in a uh lawsuit there in the 50s yeah. and um they almost described the old courtroom as being inspirational uh sort of maybe sort of like a to kill a mockingbird courtroom. that's exactly what i was thinking yeah. it sounds like now i don't know how the commissioners would feel about having people sitting over them and being easy targets <laughs> <laughs> but, well, I mean, they could. It would be a gallery for people. It, it would, um, and I don't. Uh, um, don't you know. There don't necessarily have to be any gallery seats. No. I guess there could be something else in those galleries. Right them. now, everything is out there, and we're yeah. looking for ideas. Yeah, um, the and, use. And the only, the only, and, and I'll go back to this because it sounds cynical, and I don't mean it to be, but 
you got to just remember that whatever we do is going to come with a price tag. Yes, it so is. So we're going to have to pay for it. it. And the more you restore back to the original condition, the more expensive it may be. So uh, I get know, it, Jerry, but, yeah. they're, they're, you know, we've got something unique. Well, I, we do, absolutely. I don't disagree unique, with that. And, and we may not necessarily have to do it this year, you know, in this year's budget. Um, I, you but, couldn't. The budget process is fixing to start in yeah, March, no, and, that, mean, and that's not going to happen. It's, yeah. it's something that ought to be, you know, studied, and then we get together the funds at some point and 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 do it all in due course. But I mean, I, I'm issuing a call here, and I I know who the ones are. I'll be calling you who will back me on it to to have the courthouse. Yeah, there's a guy there in town. Also, some electrical copper business has a big place at Rosemary Beach down there near me, kind of a bit of a recluse. But he likes restoring old historic buildings. So you may want to maybe get him involved. He seems like he knows what he's doing. Yeah, I know exactly Everybody's- what you're talking about. Uh, and, um, place out in Santa Fe. He's got a plan out there. Does electrical contracting, I think, for the government or something. I don't know. He must ton it. I can't think of his name right now, Ron. He restored the old train depot here in downtown Columbia. Yeah. And, uh, I would him. get him involved. I think he'd love a project like that. He's done about four or five uh, major projects around town. He just he loves architecture and Yep. Uh, he, he yep. needs, Butch he, West knows Butch West knows his name. He needs to uh he needs to contact the um uh probably the mayor's office or just go to the Murray County government. Well, website. His ass. well, well you know. know. Well <laughs> it, it, the the process is when the request for qualifications is going out, it's up to the individuals interested in pursuing it to submit their qualifications to us. So yeah, somebody can contact him and say, "Hey, they're doing this in Murray County. You need to submit um, so that you can be considered." Well, we're um, about to go out on the other side here, but I, I'm issuing a call to, and you know who you are, Ron. I can't think of that fellow's name. Certainly, he's interested. Yeah, in I'll find out. I'll there, there, there are a whole lot of people. You know, uh, gosh, Gail Courtney comes to mind. There are a whole lot of people in this county who are interested in. in yeah, you need some of five hundred one C for it too. I guess yeah. the commission could do that, taking tax-free money for it, I guess. But, but I'm, know, so, so I'm, would, oh, excuse me, Ron, go ahead. No, no, just to get, to get a 501c3 set up for it, you know, I'd donate some money. It's a beautiful place. It's a beautiful place, but I'm issuing a call for it to be restored to its original form as J.E.R. Carpenter designed it. Of course, you got to have the modern things like right. elevators and bathrooms and stuff like that, ADA compliance, right. et cetera, and so forth. You, you got to you got to put that in, but to basically restore it as it was designed, and then uh, let uh, function follow form. Uh, obviously, that old courthouse courtroom, as described, would be a magnificent commission meeting room. Yeah. Uh, now, what you do with the rest of it? Uh, I guess, again, function would have to follow form it, because I, I say we put a priority on form. Let's put it back to its the original magnificent, that open rotunda, yeah. and uh, and then figure out the museum on the first floor. Certainly that will work just fine. County commission meeting, room on the second floor, that's fine. Once you open the rotunda up to the third floor, I'm not sure it's hard for me to vision what's left up there. Well, it depends on how much room you've got. I can see the judges in a circular fashion, the offices yeah. around. But contact your commissioners. Contact the Historical yeah. Society. Let us know what you think. All right. Called arms, folks. This is an important community project. Let's take a break. Come back.
Visit your local Buick and GMC dealership first for new or pre-owned cars, trucks, and SUVs. Parks Motor Sales. At Parks, professional sales staff makes shopping easy. Buick and GMC financing can put you in the vehicle you want. And certified technicians keep vehicles running great. Experience the new Buick at Parks Motor Sales. Go online to parksmotorsales.com. Find your favorite vehicle. Then stop by Parks at 919 Nashville Highway for a test drive. Parks GMC. We are professional grade. Hi, this is George Ross with The Way Realty. Please allow me to share a little bit about us. We measure our success by the quality of service you receive. We provide many ways to help you get the most when selling your house, like home staging, landscaping, repairs, professional pictures, and aggressive marketing. Our listings are posted on the MLS, Realtracks.com, Zillow, Realtor.com, and Trulia. Your house will most likely be your biggest investment for your family and for your future retirement. Let us help you fulfill the American dream by buying, building, or selling your next home. And most importantly, let this new year be a great year by putting Jesus first in your life. Jesus Christ changes lives. I know because he changed mine. I'm Barbara Lincoln with Holland's Pharmacy. You may have heard our previous commercials about compression hosiery that we carry at Holland's Pharmacy. Well, we've recently expanded into a full line of knee braces, back, wrist, ankle, and other support wear. We will gladly help you get just the right fit for these items and, of course, special order items to ensure the proper fit. Come see us at Holland's Pharmacy, 1608 Hatcher Lane, or call us at 931-388-4233. 388-4233. Hi, this is Steve, the Garbage Man. Y'all have heard me talk in the past about Packer, our mascot dog. Well, I have some sad news about Packer. She recently crossed over the Rainbow Bridge to join our other beloved pets of the past. Packer lived out her final days on our farm in Water Valley. She had a great 14 years of life after being rescued by Don from being thrown away as a pup in someone's garbage. Rest in peace, Packer. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning is built to a higher standard so you can focus on the problems in your life that actually matter, like the stair that only creaks when everyone else in the house is asleep. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning, built to a higher standard. Call Davis Heating and Cooling at 931-388-2090. Davis Heating and Cooling is your local American Standard dealer and proudly serves the Murray County area. Find Davis Heating and Cooling online and on Facebook or call today, 388-2090. Do you suffer from knee pain? Is it painful to walk or perform your day-to-day activities? If so, we have great news at the Dr. Gill Center. We can relieve your knee pain fast and easy with no downtime and no surgery. The FDA has approved a new non-surgical treatment for knee pain, and it's covered by most major insurance, including Medicare. This treatment has helped millions of people across the nation. Call today to see if you qualify for a free consultation and get back to a pain-free life. 615-551-9224. For 40 years, the Jewelers Bench has worked hard for their customers and provided the highest quality jewelry at the best price. They keep going back. Recent renovations have allowed them to expand their inventory. More high quality jewelry, custom vintage and estate pieces, and professional jewelry and watch repairs. They also buy gold. 
The Jewelers Bench. Still here, still great service. 808 Trotwood Avenue, Columbia. Hello, my name is Connor Mims. My wife Bradley and I live in Columbia, Tennessee in Riverside. I am a deck and porch builder and my wife is a second grade teacher at Riverside Elementary. My specialty is designing and building elegant and comfortable porches and decks. Let me work with you to design and build the porch or deck of your dreams. Give us a call today from our website, memsmodernlandscape.com. That's memsmodernlandscape.com and check out what we have to offer. Thanks. The generations that have paved the way for us deserve respect, integrity, and compassion. This is Kelly Dobson, owner of Caring Hearts Home Healthcare. My grandmother and mother started this business in 2005, and I was honored to take over in 2012. Licensed and insured, we help our aging community stay in the comfort of their own homes. Online at caringheartshomehealthcarellc.com, by phone 931-381-5470, or in person at 1121 Trotwood Avenue here in Columbia. That's Caring Hearts Home Healthcare. Hey, this is Seth Moss at Tennessee Valley Equipment, a premier FAE Prime Tech, Bandit, and Shearex dealer. We are your dealer for all of your land clearing and forestry mulching needs. We sell equipment, provide repair service, and parts along with a rental fleet of mulching equipment. We also offer mulching teeth, blades, and sharpening. Our number one priority is getting you up and running as quickly and affordable as possible. Tennessee Valley is located at 300 Santa Fe Pike in wonderful Columbia, Tennessee. Stop by or give us a call today at 931-981-9812. Farmer Johnny here, Taylor Family Farm. I'm going to give you all a little look-see. We raise 100% non-GMO, grass-fed beef, pasture chicken, and pork on our family farm. Everything that we grow is raised with love and care to ensure the highest quality and nutrition for our family and customers. You can shop online at taylorfamilyfarmtn.com or visit our farm store in person at Etheridge, Tennessee at 301 Dave Reisner Road. That's taylorfamilyfarmtn.com for more information. Hi, I'm Kurt Green, and I'm with 7th Element, and we're going to be in the Columbia area at Columbia State Community College at the Cherry Theater, February 24th. That's Saturday, February 24th, and we would love for you to be there. You can get your tickets on Eventbrite, and just look for 7th Element and Friends. Concert's going to be at 6 p.m., 6 p.m., and you can find us at 7thElement.com, 7thElement.com. With a view, my name is Delph Kennedy. I'm dude number three. Dude number two, Clayton Harris. Good morning. Good morning, Delph. Good morning, everybody. Dude number one, Mr. Jim York. Good morning. Good morning, Delph. I didn't think you. I thought you would mention uh, Toby Keith passed away. The man that has the song "What the Beer for My Horses and Whiskey for My Men." No, I did not know that. Was yeah, we, the headline yeah, he was just sixty-two yesterday. this morning. Terrible stomach cancer. He ju- just performed three concerts in Vegas back in December. I'd, I'd read so. Wow. Yeah. yeah. No, I didn't know that. Wow. Yeah, I saw him in Memphis. He d- he did drink a lot. He ran he ran pretty hard, but uh, what a great great piece of Americana. Oh yeah, I went to a New Year's Eve bash with him and Willie Nelson about twenty five years ago, and it was 
it was unreal. There we go. All right, Ron Hart, native son, favorite son of Columbia. Good morning, Ron. Good morning. And Jerry Breidenbaugh, uh, chair of the Murray County Republican Party and member of the Murray County Commission. Good morning. Good morning. All right, now, Ron, you sent me – now, we, you were on last Thursday, so I think we talked about your latest column, which is basically about the corruption and death of American media. Uh, and Yeah, the one after that was about Lenin and uh, the 100-year anniversary of uh, Lenin's death, the, the Soviet Union head, and what he wrote about uh, the hanging letter. I think we did, did talk about that. Yep, we did. Now, you sent me, though uh, – uh, a story that I couldn't read it all. It's behind the paywall for the Chattanooga Times, but uh, I, I got a couple of paragraphs about Governor Lee's state of the state speech, where he uh, is proposed uh, basically a universal vouching system, uh, voucher across the state for uh, public school kids to obtain a voucher to use to pay toward private education or. I think perhaps even to support homeschooling. Uh, what's your take on that, Ron? Yeah, I'm for it generically. I think anytime the private sector does anything, it does it better than the public sector. And and uh, I, I just don't know that. Yeah, I know you guys have, have trepidation about it because of the structure and how awkwardly it, it got started. And the woman, apparently the education uh, person pushing up in Nashville is just kind of adult. She's not really competent uh, with, with the proper background. I, I disagree about her credentialing being a factor i think she's she's just not good at what she does i mean so so you either believe in it or you don't uh, um you know i think people should have the right with their tax dollars to go where they want with their education to the best place for the best situation for their kids and make them compete when you have a monopoly uh any any monopoly never never benefits the uh, consumer in this case the consumer are the kids and the parents of education okay Jerry, are you going to follow the party line on this as chair of the party? Uh, well, I will say I haven't read the bills. Um, yeah, you know, on, on this on the surface, I think parents right, we should don't have know the, the right to choose where their children go to school. But until you get into the details of how does that affect you know who goes where and how do they choose and all that type of thing, in that case, I think the devil really is in the details. So I agree with Ron. On the surface, I, I like the idea. I think parents should have the opportunity, especially those that and and to use an overused word underprivileged, but those that that may not be able to afford out of pocket to go to a better school to have the ability to do that. But then you get into the funding and the selection and all that type of thing, and and so. I would agree on the surface level. Yes, I, I want to see that happen, but it's got to happen in a in a smart way. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I'm sort of. I, I don't think I'm ever going to be able to support vouchers uh, for two reasons. Uh, you know, they they talk about an eight thousand dollar voucher or whatever. Well, I mean, we've all seen this kind of thing too many times. You give an eight thousand dollar voucher, then private school tuition just goes up eight thousand bucks. I mean, it just vanishes. So. I, the, the, our student loan program is the same way. Yeah, uh, yeah. The, the schools right. know they can get X amount of dollars out of the student loan program, so that's what they charge for tuition. Uh, this this could conceivably has the same same threat. Yeah, uh, that's one thing. And second, you know, I don't care what anybody says. 
it's going to have strings. It may not have strings in the beginning, but that's a that's a Pandora's box that nobody's going to be able to resist as the years go by. The legislature's going to put strings on the money. And by that, yeah, well, you, Doug, you and I can afford. We we got kids. We send them to private schools, Westminster, and and I, I guess. Uh, Harpeth Hall, and then to Ivy League schools after that. You and I did that. Uh, I think a, a poor kid, uh, you know, may you know may not be able to do that. You know, so this well, is, this is a way out for a lot of kids. That's why I'm. Sort it's of, not a way out. It's not a uh, way out. No, let's face the facts. Uh, what do you think, Michelle? I'm I'm for people sending their kids to wherever they want to send them, and if they can afford it, send them to the private schools. But don't use my taxpayer dollars to fund people who wants to send their kids to private school. That's that's the bottom line. My dollars, every poor person's dollar. And and like you say, when when the tuition, when you look at tuition, seven or eight thousand dollars is not gonna cover it. A poor person's got to strive to get even more money to pay the balance. Because most some some, most tuition is ten, twelve, fourteen, fifteen thousand dollars. So where is some, a poor person gonna can. get that money? Some can, and some can take that submarine and get scholarships it does nothing from the but drain, It does nothing but drain money from public education. That's all no, it does. No, it's not a zero-sum game, I don't think. It, 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 it makes schools compete on quality of outcomes, compete, right? Ron, let's look. Compete is in the private sector for business. When you're talking about delicate issues such as kids' education— Everybody right. needs to let, be let the left wing that. have monopoly over that. Everybody right? needs to let, be supporting let the left wing have monopoly over indoctrinating our kids. Left wing, I don't know where you come up with this left wing, but eighty five percent, eighty seven percent teachers, eighty seven percent teachers nationwide are Democrats. Many of them way left wing Democrats. You, you can't prove our kids. that. You can't prove that. Look, okay. we talked about last. Look online. I sent it. To, I sent you the link. It's 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 a poll. It's done by the yeah. Think it's tank. a poll. I mean, people gonna tell you know. It, whether you're conservative or liberal, in the classroom, you are a professor or instructor, and that's the way you're supposed yeah. to conduct I'm sure your business. They leave, they leave it at the door, I'm sure, Mr. York. Well, and, 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 and I don't know where we come. You know, everything now is conservative or, or liberal, and that's not what's happening. You look at the colleges, no, a, same a, thing at colleges. A, this is a poll of, of teachers, how they vote, 85% of the teachers nationwide. Now, again, Seth was right. Probably Columbia is different. Mercury is different. You probably may, may be closer to 75, 25 or 60, 40. You know, and, and so Mercury may be different because of where, where you're situated and type people you get in education there. But for the nationwide, uh, it's 85 percent are Democrats. So 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 what or, if they're uh, if they're instructing kids the way they're supposed to following the guidelines of their particular systems? It doesn't make a hill of beans because they're right. not injecting their political views. Well, right no. now, right now, what you're, we're talking you're, you're, is you're, you're we're talking yourself. vouchers. We're talking vouchers, and uh, yeah, but vouchers aren't good, Del. They're they, they're going to Miss York. You know, I think you I, I not, see Tennessee looking at trying to beef up the funding for education in this state, and now they're talking about taking money out of the system. For funding the education well, that they're proposed to build. That's, that's I, like I, killing I, your hand with the other You're foot. not taking money out. So when you give a voucher to someone, Mr. York, you got one less student in the public school system. That's not true what you're saying. So you take a yeah. student out, so you don't have to fund that student. They take that money that you otherwise would have spent, which would have been nine, ten, twelve. What is it per kid in Tennessee right now, uh, Jerry? Probably nine or 12,000 kids? I think it's around 9,000. It's not over 10, I don't think. Okay. Why so are you going to take th- money out the public school? 
But people Again, that want to send their kids well, to private school, Ms. let York, them fund I, their own I think private you, school. I think you and I are both opposed to vouchers, for, but not for the same reasons. Uh, but we end up at the same result. Uh, Clayton, you got uh, two kids, and you got five children. Two of them, one of them's not of school age yet, but of the of the four of school age, you've got two enrolled at Agathos. Um, what what say you about vouchers? You know, I I, I kind of tend to favor uh, your position as far as you know intertwining with private schools. I'm just not sure how that's going to work because. Um, you know, like you said, if, if it's an eight thousand dollar voucher, tuition's going up by eight thousand dollars, and uh, once that happens, uh, you're not ever going to rewind that. Especially if you know something with the voucher, they end up you know saying, "Hey, you know, if you have a bunch of kids going to a private school with their voucher, and then uh, you know all of a sudden the voucher system's gone." You know where are you at? Then? Yeah, and then so, those private schools plump, become politically active to get more money, and, and they're blah, not going to lower their tuition. No, that yeah, happens. Right. Once it goes up, it's going to stay there. I, you uh, know, so, and, and I'm so aware of those. Is the voucher is the voucher a welfare payment? Uh, all right, let, let me start with where I sort of feel bad saying that I'm against vouchers. I mean, Ron made a point earlier uh, that you know he and I send our children to private expensive private schools without vouchers and uh would have done it without vouchers and you know uh, mary and i you know we we did without luxury vacations high-priced new cars that kind of thing over the years and uh we our priority was the best education we could find for our children and to pay for it uh i guess the the poster person that everybody thinks about you know, are parents of modest means or even single parents of modest means uh, who just otherwise would not be able to send their child to a private school under any set of circumstances without a voucher. That's that's the that's the poster person. I think that the voucher system is aimed at. So, Mr. York, I'm not sure how that fits in with your, your question. That, that would have been me, Delka. I grew up in Pleasant Hills out there. I mean, middle-income parents, I I, 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 you know, I could have used a voucher. Right. Did you go right. to CMA, Del? You went to CMA, right? Yeah, I did. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, not that I want to go to CMA. Ron, you went to Central, too, right? You went to Central. 77 yeah. graduate, Mr. York. You know, and, right. and to Ron's point, I don't know if I'd be against a voucher system amongst private schools to create competition amongst themselves with government money or however you look at it, because you and I discussed this yesterday. What's that? About claim? the, you know, how, you know, constitutionally giving government money to private Christian schools, how does that work? Yeah, yeah, that that's another part of the equation that just and again, folks. Now I'm not, you know, Scott's picky. I support him completely. I follow the Reagan eighty percent rule. We're together eighty percent of the time. We're together. Uh, so, uh, you know, Scott may have a different position on it, and I respect that. We're, we're going to be together uh, probably ninety eight percent of the time. So we can but, but we just, can we can disagree on this just, one. Just call the vouchers a welfare check for education. I'm, I'm, let, maybe you yeah, because it's taxpayer money. Tell me what you mean by that on those side, Mr. York. 
Hey, and, and on the other side too, Dale, let's talk about one thing. So it's nine to ten thousand per kid to educate a kid. The border's wide open, Miss York. All those kids come to our public school system. So it costs us ten thousand bucks per kid to educate these kids come across the border. We're paying for that. Yep. That's a part coming. This is Barry Duke, and you're listening to 101.7 WKOM Columbia. Celebrate you with a new vehicle from Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Columbia. We have a huge selection of new vehicles waiting for you. We're talking cars, trucks, and SUVs. And if you're in the business of selling your vehicle, we've got you covered. We'll buy from you even if you don't buy from us. At Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Columbia, we're locally owned and operated and proud to serve our community as the largest CDJR dealership in Tennessee. Find your new ride today when you visit Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Columbia. Celebrate love with Tillis Jewelry's exclusive Valentine's Day Pink Box Special. Surprise your special someone with an exquisite piece from our collection, elegantly presented in a charming pink box. Each box comes with delectable chocolates and is adorned with a beautiful white bow. My name is Jenna, and this Valentine's Day, let's make it unforgettable. Because when you choose Tillis, you're not just giving a gift, you're creating a moment that will be cherished forever. Are you thinking about a new fence? Maybe you need a pole barn. Then you should give Sands Fence Company a call. That's 931-309-1644. Will Sands has built his business based on the principles of honesty, quality, and integrity. Sands Fence Company has been in business for over 20 years, providing the community with farm, residential, and commercial fencing, as well as pole barns and buildings. Call today for a free estimate. Sands Fence Company, 931-309-1644. 931-309-1644. It's February and love is in the air all month. There's no better time to find your perfect match than this month with Hiller Plumbing, Heating, Cooling, and Electrical. From now until February 29th, get a free UV light when you purchase select new HVAC systems from Hiller. It's the perfect pair for cleaner, healthier air inside. You'll never be more in love with your home. Find your perfect match today at happyhiller.com. Happy you'll be or the service is free. Call the happy face truck today. This is Mark Curry at the Trailer Store. We are a local, family-owned business. Every day, I work with my wife, Susie, my mother, Becky, and my son, Justin. We offer a full line of lawnmower trailers, utility trailers, stock trailers, and a full line of trailer parts. We also offer service. Come see us at 1021 New Lewisburg Highway. Call us at 931-381-2795. That's 931-381-2795. Do you have trees that need trimming or removed? Do you have stumps that you want ground? A1 Tree Removal is a family-owned and operated business local to Columbia and Lewisburg and servicing surrounding Middle Tennessee. They are licensed and insured and provide free estimates. No job is too big. No tree is too small. Give old Luke a call or text Luke at 931-359-3113. Or you can check them out on Facebook and tell A1 Tree Removal that you heard this ad on the radio. If you love America, you will love A1 Tree Removal. Hey, this is Jonathan Castile, a.k.a. John Boy, with John Boy's Handyman Service. One call and we'll handle it all. Truly means we'll handle it all. From pressure washing your house to doing remodeling. 
We're licensed, insured, and bonded. So rest assured, John Boy will handle it all. You can contact me at 931-242-7620 or my email, castilljonathan10 at gmail.com. This is Debbie Matthews with the Nashville Realty Group. And if you've been paying attention, you know the housing market has been tough. But rates are beginning to thaw. So if you're thinking about selling, the time to jump in is getting better every day. But if you're thinking about buying and those interest rates are still a little bit too high, a good agent knows how to negotiate interest rate buy-downs. And I'm a good agent. So call me, Debbie Matthews with Nashville Realty Group, 615-476-3224. If you have Medicare and Medicaid, you may be able to get more help to cover your care and costs. A United Healthcare dual complete plan can help you get more benefits than original Medicare. Whether you choose our online tools or over the phone support, United Healthcare will help you compare options so you can choose a plan with confidence. See if you qualify for a United Healthcare dual complete plan. Call 855 UHC MORE. That's 855 UHC MORE. 855 UHC MORE. This is Trey Adcock with Dixie Equipment Sales and Rental. We sell ASV and Wacker Noisen equipment. We also rent a wide variety of compact equipment in the Middle Tennessee area. Come see us. We are located in Columbia, Tennessee at 200 East 16th Street. You can call us at 615-969-0118 or visit our website at www.dixiediesel.com. We have been in business for over 42 years and we would love to help you turn your project into reality. This is Delk Kennedy, owner of Kennedy Broadcasting Company, operator of WKRM, historically 1340 AM, now 103.7 FM, and WKOM, 101.7 FM. We call ourselves Front Porch Radio, and I've said many times what that means. It means that we are working to connect this southern Middle Tennessee community, one listener, one relationship at a time. And let me elaborate on what that means. In this community, we will relentlessly promote jobs, commerce, business, industry, education, arts, green space, music, rivers, the great outdoors, healthcare, churches, charities, sports, and all the great people of Southern Middle Tennessee. Join us, help us, call us. Front Porch Radio, Delk Kennedy, thank you for listening. Come senators, congressmen, please heed the call. Don't stand in the doorway, don't block up the hall. For he that gets hurt will be the one who has stalled. There's a battle outside and it's raging. It'll soon shake your windows and rattle your walls for the time. Changing. All right, folks, we're back. Three days with a view. My name's Del Kennedy. I'm dude number three. Hey, believe it or not, we are getting fan mail here from Fresno, California. <laughs> Absolutely amazing. <laughs> <laughs> My name's Del Kennedy. I'm dude number three. Dude number two, Clayton number? Harris. How you doing? I'm doing well, Del. Good morning, everybody. Dude number one, Mr. Jim York. How are you? Good morning, Del. Delk. 
Happy sunshine to everybody out there. There we go. Uh, regular special guest to Native Son, Favorite Son, 1977 graduate, Columbia Central High, Ron Hart. How you doing? Good morning. And uh, regular guest, we always enjoy having him, Jerry Bridenbaugh, who's a member of the Murray County Commission, also chair of the Murray County Republican Party. Good morning, Jerry. Good morning, everyone. Enjoying that sunshine off the front porch across the street. There we go. <laughs> All right, Miss York, I, I want to move on to – I want to talk about this uh, – you know, save Ukraine at all costs, even if you've got to sell your soul to the devil. Uh, bill that uh, Senate Senate uh, is tossing around as a compromise bill, but um, you wanted to talk about vouchers as some kind of welfare. Let's do that real quick. Yeah, that, it's nothing but welfare. It's free money going to parents, you know, and it's no free public, money. Free, it's public money that's going to parents, and I know. This state has been very uh, uh, anti-giving, helping the needy people, and all of a sudden we're going to do vouchers to help people who can afford. If you want to put your kid in any private school, that's a choice. That's a choice you make. Public school shouldn't be charging, but be be aware, folks, those folks that put their kids in public school, there are additional monies that have to be paid to that public public school in order for the public the private school to survive uh they are you know i've had friends that put their kids in in private schools that pay the tuition but there is another bill you got to support the school you got to pay different fees for a lot of different things so the eight thousand dollars say the eight thousand dollars is what the voucher is going to give you wind up spending probably twenty thousand dollars for that particular kid and donations that you have to give to that school well, I'm so, I'm, I'm so not sure I agree with well, a lot you're saying. But welfare is public money being given to in this voucher program. That's welfare payments, just like welfare payments go to people that are needy. I disagree. Welfare, welfare traditionally is is considered to be you know like transfer food stamps and, yeah. and housing, government housing. It, it's a little it different. It costs, Ron. It costs. All that well, costs. Well, let, let me let, money earlier. go ahead, Jerry. Yeah, let me let me put a, a different. I hate to use the word spin, but let me put a different perspective on it. There we go, um, Ron. To answer your question from the the last section uh, from the Comptroller's website, Comptroller.tn.gov, the latest report I found was in March of 2021, and that report shows that county school systems receive from the state nine thousand four hundred and sixty-seven dollars per student. Now they give from the state, but they also put money in themselves. Right? They also put money right. in themselves. They get money from well, I, I I say from the state. That's from the state Comptroller's website. But funding per student is $9,400. So I would ask I, ask yourself this. If you pay 12000 as Mr. York might have suggested, for your child to go to CA, and you're paying, with tax dollars, $9,400 for your child to go to Murray County Public Schools, right? are you getting an education for your money's worth in the public schools the same way you're getting an education for your money's worth in the private schools, because you are spending money through your tax dollars to put your children into those public schools. That's not free money. It costs all of us to do that. Are we getting our money's worth? I've always heard it postulated that if we actually had to write a check in April for our income taxes instead of withholdings, and we discovered how much we were paying for the government we were getting, 
there would be a revolt. I would ask the same thing here. Are we getting an education that we're paying for? Uh, well, our Jerry, dollars? we don't have any system that compares private schools with public schools. Private yeah, schools do. do what it's called they the want. SAT. It's called they, all this. No, no that's, not, that's not a, a, a gauge of, of how private no, schools no. function. It's only used uh, by every form be, of education uh, possible. Yeah, I mean, SAT and, and it gets test. you into college, but it doesn't say how public schools are performing. If we yes, had some standard of saying how many kids that go to private school make merit scholars, how many kids in public school are in the merit scholar program, then we we would be able to make some adjustments. The merit scholars we don't have. For. Yeah, yeah. The merit we, scholars, your, I mean, one, your one data point. That's your I'll one stand, metric. No, one method or two methods. There's other methods, too. But I'm saying there's no comparison between private schools and public schools. There's no evidence that private schools perform better than public schools. No evidence. There is. That's a whole other discussion. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to agree. But but vouchers are welfare payments, Del. Well, a lot of people go to public, public, private schools for different reasons. Some are very religious people. They want a religious education, right? So they they go for that reason. Some go for the, I think, Duncan by Kids went for high academic achievement, prepare them for, you know, for college in a big way to, to excel. And they did uh, that way. People go for sports I and mean, some people go for sports. Some people go to have a failing public school in their neighborhood. I mean, remember busing, Mr. York? I mean, the old idea was busing, you know, in the 70s and get them to a better school. And, you know, need oh, that was busing when I went to school. You know, one bus would pass by me and not pick me up. The other bus had to pick me up. <laughs> there we go. Busing, it, well, busing became a new a, a non-issue, you know. Mr. York, I think we've, to, we've just got a second issue. Do you well, think busing was a success? Vouchers well, are welfare payments. Well, that's your terminology. I, I, I disagree with that. Totally. And that's a, a you know an ad hominem. I mean, you're, you're attempting to you know discredit vouchers by calling them a bad name. Uh, well, it's know, not a bad name. Welfare well, is not a bad name. But, it's but, helping people but, that but need Shor- help. But Ms. York, rich people don't need the help. You know, people that can afford to go to private Ms. York, let's just let's just agree that even though our reasoning is different, that you and I are both against vouchers. I mean, uh, I, I don't. I dislike them for reasons different from yours. But yeah, you at the end of the day, we you think there are strings attached, and there probably will be strings attached. And and I don't think, I, you know. And like I said, what concerns me, you know, what about that family of modest means? Um, you know, would it really help them? And and my sense of it is that because the tuition would just rise the amount of the voucher, that at the end of the day, it wouldn't help that family of modest means. Uh, That's the same thing in higher education. When tu- when when they start giving scholarships, they simply raise the cost of tuition. Yeah, there we go. All right, let's let's move quickly on to uh, this. I am so you know this compromise bill coming out of the Senate on how to you know, and it's called it needs to be called the Ukraine aid bill. And what is the attempt? It's attempt to put it in perspective, folks. It gives $60 billion in military aid to Ukraine. The entire annual budget for the U.S. Marine Corps is $53 billion. So put that, give that a little perspective right there. And what it is is a group of warmongering senators who have tried every way they can to throw in enough stuff with the $60 billion where it could get enough votes to pass the Senate. Uh, the border bill is 
is just a lie. Now, I'm not mad so much at Chuck Schumer. This is just the same old, you know, hauling out of the well, back door. Well, why is the border bill a lie, Dell? This border bill is one of the toughest a Senator Langford <laughs> oh, sponsored gosh. this bill. <laughs> now, now they got something to vote against, and now they don't want to do it because oh, your fear, oh, your fear is oh, saying, oh, wait till I get hey, in office. Hey, the, let, me, let me tell you. The, the White House me, press secretary... Secretary, 2021, there's no border crisis. 22, there's no border crisis. 2023, there's no border crisis. 2024, yeah, we got a border crisis, and if you don't pass this bill, it's your fault. That's exactly what the Democrats are doing. Biden's putting his border problems on the Republicans. Say, hey, there was a bill. You had the House, you had the Senate, you had the White House for three years. This is nothing. What this is about is. Trump didn't do anything either. Don't don't blame Biden. Trump didn't do anything either. What this is about. Women and kids. What this is about. People passed the border back then. It's passed the border now. It's like. There's a border bill pending, and the Republicans don't want to pass it. You're damn right they don't want to. And Andy Ogles has come out against it, and I am so proud of it. I don't want to hear y'all complain about immigration if you don't. See, that's why you don't. This bill protects Ukraine's borders more than it does the U.S. borders. Yep. 60 exactly billion right. compared to 20 billion. It's a joke. It is an ab- the first I read. The, I read it. Three pages in, it's all about Ukraine. Four pages in, it's all about Ukraine. It's ridiculous. Well, what about the border union supporting it? The border the union raise. supports this bill. I don't believe Because raise. it gives them more people and more uh, no, no. tools to they work with. They get a 15% pay raise, Mr. York. That's why they support it. They bought them off. And Senator Murphy, uh, I think out of Connecticut, he, he even said this, bo- this bill keeps the border open. That's what he says. It legalizes $2 million a year coming in and gives them work permits. That's that, good. That's good. They need to work. Immediate work permit. We need work. Immediate work. So guess what? If you if it you legalizes have, the status quo, low low wage earners are not going to make any more money because of this right here by allowing all those people into the workforce immediately. Immediately. No, they if they put in immediately, yeah, they ought to. I mean, if people are coming here for a better life, they ought to be able to work. And it's been in the past, they'd have to wait a year or two years before they can get a work. But how is that fair to the people who actually Let, let's waited get back in line? To, The whole reason for this is to, it was to try to dangle some shiny things in front of the American people and, you know, say it's a border-closing bill when it's not, not anything close. Uh, it's, in fact, going to encourage and pay for more. Uh, it's going to make it legal immigration now. All right, we're winding up. We're out of here. <laughs> We, yeah, y'all falling down Trump's suggestions, and you but know, Mitch McConnell right on into the fire. The, the person who's the person I blame is Mitch McConnell, who would who has sold his soul to the devil to no, help. Mitch McConnell told your folks not to vote he, for him. He's, he is he will do anything to support you.